This is The Big Show with Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Jake Scott with you, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live from the plaza out front of Vivint Arena, getting ready for Frozen Fury, the L.A. Kings taking on the Las Vegas Golden Knights going down at this building at 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, certainly a lot of fun, but let's talk some BYU football. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain is having an end-of-season sale on their irrigation smart controller. Save 50% off each smart controller purchased. Offer available to all commercial property zone listeners. Visit SmartRain.net to schedule a demo today. Uh, joining us as he does weekly is Jordan Pendleton, the former Cougar, with us here on The Big Show. Hi, Jordan. How are you? I'm doing good. How you doing, man? Oh, we're doing all right today. Uh, certainly excited to talk a little in-state rivalry. Give us, uh, when you were playing, or maybe it's changed now that you're not playing anymore, but give us your take on the, the relationship, the rivalry with Utah State. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's a, I, think it's, um, I think it's a big rivalry. You know, it, it's, you know, everybody in the state of Utah, obviously, and, and if you're not in Utah, you're familiar with the Holy War, uh, the Utes and the Cougars, and that's obviously the biggest rivalry in the state, but... Um, you know, I feel like because that rivalry is so big and so heated, sometimes, you know, what's overlooked is is the other in-state team that we have, and that's Utah State. And, you know, from my experience playing against Utah State um, for, for many years, it was that, that game's always a battle, you know. Um, th- those guys want to beat Utah and BYU um, by all means necessary. And so, it's you know, it's, it's, it's definitely – um, you know, I would say that game is more overlooked than any other, you know, rivalry game. And to Utah State, if they can beat, beat a BYU or beat Utah, um, that's a huge, you know, that's a huge, huge win for them. I know they get labeled as, the, you know, kind of the little brother in comparison to the other two schools. But Utah State is, you know, I think they have a good program. Um, and they, you know, they, they show up really well against us. And, and, you know, I feel like BYU has always been on the, the positive side of of that rivalry for the most part but utah state is going to bring their their best game and and then also too it's at utah state and i will will say this logan has some of the best fans um that i've ever played against you know their stadium is not huge but you would never know with how loud and how crazy their fans are and um you know that, that it's always a fun game and it's gonna be a physical one it's interesting what some of the players uh, are, are saying, Jordan. Um, Neil Pau kind of played it down as if Utah State is just another game. Gabe Summers uh, did the same thing. And uh, on Utah State side of things, like Nick Henninger, uh, who has played uh, in multiple rivalries here locally, he talked about what a big deal it was. And then Derek Wright uh, talked about what a big deal it was from the Utah State side of things. What do you think? I guess I'll ask you about BYU. What do you think about the players playing it down? I doubt they actually feel that way. But what do you think about putting that out into the public? Like, ah, pff, the, no, it's just another game. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's interesting. And, you know, I feel like sometimes they – even some of these players do that with the, um, you know, the BYU Utah game. And, and quite frankly, it's not true. Um, it's not just, it's not just another game. You know, it, it doesn't matter if you're playing Utah or Utah state or even Weber state or SUU. I don't really care who you're playing. Uh, it's always special when you have a, you know, an in-state opponent. And 
uh, I will say this, um, you know, the, the Cougs were able to finally get a win against the Utes this year, and, I'll, I'll, you know, heaven forbid they go on to lose lose the Utah State, that Utah win does not mean as, mean as much as it did if we go and drop one to Utah State. And so, you know, I the, the last thing we want to do is go into this, um, you know, go into this game where, where Utah State players are um, treating this as a, as a Super Bowl and we're treating it like another game. I, I don't think it is another game. You know, Utah State will throw out all the stops and do whatever whatever they can to to beat BYU and, and, and beat Utah. And, and you know, and they're a good team this year. They've been putting up a lot of points, and they, they've been super explosive on offense. And so I don't think it's, it's going to be an opponent that we're going to be able to walk over. I think, you know, they're very well coached, and they always get really good athletes. Um, we've seen that over the years with guys like Bobby Wagner and, some you know, a lot of these um, guys that they've put into the NFL that have, that have you know, done exceptionally well. And so, um, you know, I – I get that they're just saying that, but deep down, going into the going into the game, you know, uh, losing to Utah State is is almost just as bad, if not worse, than than losing to Utah, in my opinion. Well, the, I want to get further in in depth on your opinion on the Aggies for a second, because I'll I'll be the first to admit I I certainly under, underestimated Utah State thus far this season. I mean, things were so bad in Logan last year. I mean, the way you know Gary Anderson left to the the protest at the end of the year to the mass exodus after the year was over, and I know the I guess new coach Anderson comes in and and he lands a bunch of transfers. He he brings some players with him, including a quarterback from a previous program that he has experience with. With. And uh, you know, at least from my uh, Jordan, this is a this is a team that plays extraordinarily hard. So tell me what you're seeing from this Utah State team, and maybe why they're they're a little better than we predicted. You know, I, I got to admit, I thought the same thing. I thought after the coaching changes and everything that was going down, I, I wasn't sure what kind of season they were going to have. Um, and so far, like I mentioned, they they've looked really explosive on offense, and they've been you know aside from that game that they had against Boise State where they, you know, they struggled really bad against Boise State. But if you look at what they're doing offensively, you know, any team that can pass for over 300 yards per game on average and, and rush for over 200 yards per game on average, that's, a, that's, you know, it's very difficult to beat a team if you're allowing, you know, over 500 yards a game. And right now they're averaging over 500 yards a game. And so, um, you know, I, I think their offense is, has looked really good. They've been able to um, run the ball and pass the ball, which is dangerous for any defensive, you know, any defense to go up against. And um, and like I said, you know, they always get really good athletes. Um, and, and that's one thing about Utah State is, um, you know, I, I feel like going into some of the games, at least that I played against them, I, I felt like we were the better team. But um, athletically and, and some of the certain, certain players that um, they have that, you know, that I personally was matched up with over the years um, were some of the best, some of the best athletes I had ever played against. And so, um, you know, I, I feel like going into this game is, is going to be a huge, you know, who is, who is going to, um, you know, who's going to come up big on defense. You know, they're, they're averaging over 30 points a game. We're around 28 points a game. However, their defense is allowing a lot more points per game than our defense is. And I, I just feel like, you know, whoever wins this game is going to have to get it done on the defensive end and is going to have to get, you know, the, the opponent off the field. 
Give me your take on the second half of the South Florida game because you can kind of look at it two ways, right? One, uh, you know, one would be no big deal, let up after getting a big lead, and South Florida, give credit to them, they kept playing hard. Or do you think it was something more significant than that, that uh, that uh, the poor play was some sort of flaw or South Florida figured something out or, or there's something to be concerned about going forward? What do you think? Yeah, it's it's a tough one. You know, when you're when you're in those situations in the game, you know, I feel like, you know, towards the end of the game when you got a big lead, um, you, you start you start running different coverages, and, and you're 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 more, um, I don't want to say laxed or laid back, but you're not being as aggressive on defense as you normally would. I, I feel like, you know, when you when you have a big lead, you're more so um, playing a little bit safer. Um, you're playing a little bit more conservative, especially on defense and just trying to keep the ball in front of you and not giving up any big plays. And, you know, like I mentioned last week, uh, South Florida is always one of those teams that scares you because they have they have explosive athletes and they have good athletes that can make plays um, on, on any given play. And, um, you know, I what I took out of it is, um, you know, obviously the second half was frustrating. Uh, I feel like we should have beat those guys a, a lot worse than we did. However, some of those games that you win are – are super important and it doesn't matter if it's ugly it doesn't matter if it's by one point or 50 points um you know certain teams are going to make their run against us and we're and we're not going to be in control of every single game and and have a a big lead at every single you know every single point in the game and so i thought for byu to um kind of handle some of that adversity and 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 realize that hey you know what like if if we don't put together a, a you know four quarters of good football then we're going to get beat. So I think it was a, a good thing and it was an eye-opener. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, they, they still came away with the win and they still did a lot of good things. And um, and so I think it's something that they can learn from and they can grow from and, and get better from. And when they're in that situation again, um, you know, hopefully they, they have a better strategy to not let it, you know, become as close to the game as it, as it became. And so I, I'm, I, I look at it like a, as a learning standpoint, but at the same time, um, sometimes wins are going to be ugly, and that, that was one of those ugly wins. But you, you go back and and figure out, you know, what what we can do better when we're in this situation again. But I think them just grinding that win out and getting it at, at home was um, it, it was a positive thing and something they can learn from moving forward. How'd you think Baylor Romney played? <clears throat> well, I thought he played phenomenal, and and I think Baylor's played phenomenal anytime he's gotten the chance to play. You know, I. Um, I think it was a couple years ago when Zach got hurt and then Jaron got hurt and he came in and was starting for a little bit. I thought he played really well then. Um, I thought him coming in at the end of the game uh, against Arizona State, throwing that, that touchdown and how aggressive they were with him at the end of that game when he, you know, he was sitting on the bench all, all game. And then um, coming in as a starter in this game, he was, you know, he was about as efficient as they come. He over 300 yards and threw some touchdowns. And, you know, his completion percentage was – was really really well i just i thought he looked poised um i thought he looked like he was in control and um and and did some really good things and so you know that's a that's gonna be a tough to say i don't want to like create any controversy but i thought baylor looked really really good and and that's gonna be a tough decision moving forward with how good jaron hall has been playing as well as like um you know there could be a, a quarterback battle uh coming up with how well he played so zach wilson obviously was terrific 
you know, developed at BYU, uh, incredible player. Uh, last year's offense was was extraordinarily fun to watch. Now Jaron Hall and, and Romney, as we talk about, look like two capable guys, and, and BYU's offense looks good this year despite, you know, losing some talent from it last year. You know, the number two pick and probably the best offensive tackle in the draft, arguably, of course. Uh, but, you know, some, some pretty big pieces. So I guess my question to you is what do you think of Aaron Roderick as a, as a coach? Because, as you know, at Utah – he was a little bit controversial. He was in that that uh, that carousel of offensive coordinators, and you know didn't necessarily have a dynamic quarterback while he was there. But the offense is always so conservative at Utah that maybe we didn't see exactly what he's capable of. Give me your give me your take on Coach A Rod. Yeah, I, I think you know I think I think A Rod's done a phenomenal job. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of makes you wonder um, how did he have had you know, the quarterbacks that, that we have at BYU could, could the offense at, U, at Utah have been different? And, and honestly, that's my takeaway from, and I think, um, you know, I think BYU, um, you know, over the past really long while, aside from a couple of years, we've always had some, some really good quarterbacks. I mean, BYU is really known as a quarterback school. If you look back at the history, like from the early, you know, even late seventies into the early eighties and, and beyond, like, we've had really good quarterbacks over the years and, you know, especially recently we've got three, you know, when Zach was there with, with Baylor and Jaron, we, we had three guys that I feel like could start on, you know, a lot of other division one programs teams. And, and so, you know, I, I think he's in a situation where he's able to let loose. He's able to kind of, um, you know, do his own thing. And, and, um, and he's got the quarterbacks, that are are capable of being able to handle it and and I, I think he's just been able to break out of his shell and really um you know be aggressive and call the plays that he wants to play and I don't I, and 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 I'm not saying this as like I know this for sure or even have any insight on it but uh you know maybe at, at Utah his hands were tied a little bit and he wasn't able to be as creative and um run the type of plays that he wanted to run so it just whatever he's doing at BYU has been working <laughs> extremely well um, but he he also has some really good players that are surrounded, you know, that he's surrounded by that um, he's able to go out and make it happen. And and also too, our you know we, we've got a lot of talented receivers uh, across the board. I think this is some of the best uh, receiving depth that we've had in in, in a while. And so um, and then and then you mix that with some good running backs and and good offensive linemen. I just feel like you know the overall personnel that he has to be able to work with good tight ends, good running backs, good good offensive line tons of weapons on the perimeter and then he's got two really good quarterbacks right now it, it allows him to be able to uh open up his playbook and 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 he's been he's been you know super successful the last couple of years all right jordan so what are we expecting to see friday night in logan what, what type of game uh, are you expecting and uh what do you expect the outcome to be yeah, you know, I, I I expect a you know, I expect a high scoring game um and I, I feel like you know, whoever can win the turnover battle in this game um, is going to win, you know, because I feel like Utah State is going to put up some points. Um, I don't think we're just going to come out and shut them down, and we're going to have to create some turnovers. And I, I expect a, you know, I expect a really hard-fought battle. I think BYU is the better team if they come in and, and do what they're supposed to do. I think BYU comes out of this um, with a win. However, it, it's hard to play up in Logan, and their fans are crazy, and I, and I expect it to be a really good game. But uh, I feel like BYU should – should uh, come out with a win on this one. 
Jordan, thank you very much for jumping on with us. As always, enjoy uh, the game on Friday and certainly all the college action this weekend. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you, man. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you. There you go. That's our friend Jordan Pendleton, uh, former BYU linebacker, jumps on with us uh, each week here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.